The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Once again, thanks to Natasha for talking us, uh, talking to us about uh, what's going on in Houston with her parents uh, right now. As you know, Hurricane Harvey made landfall Friday night. Um, some deaths have already been um, reported, uh, minimum of five so far. There's tens of thousands of people who could take a refuge in shelters. Um, some of the other numbers, more than 75,000 calls have come into Houston's 911 system since uh, late Friday. Uh, it's so busy now. I think Eileen mentioned this, that the, the city's had to launch a voice-activated system that lets callers know that the 911 system has received their call and that they should stay on the phone until someone comes on the line. They're talking about releasing some water from these flood control reservoirs. And the Texas governor has activated the entire national uh, Texas National Guard, uh, 1,200 personnel for search and rescue efforts. Um, so lots going on there. We'll be watching this for days, but likely months to come. Nick's been holding patience patiently this afternoon. Nick, you have family in Houston? Yes, uh, not quite as tragic as Natasha's case. My son is in uh, or just 65 miles uh, southwest of uh, George Bush International Airport, and right now it's about three feet of water just outside his driveway, just mm. about six feet away from their house. He keeps texting us or sending pictures every so often. But if, uh, if it gets worse, they have nowhere to go because uh, they can't drive their vehicles anywhere or anything like that just keeping in touch as long as they have power installed. So the roads uh, all around their place are flooded so they can't get out. Yeah, they said the only thing that are ha- that's happening right now is the fire department drives through every so many so many hours or whatever, just checking and seeing. Probably checking the level going. of the water at that yeah, point. Yeah. But he said it's anywhere between three to five feet in the streets. Wow. Well, you know, that that's the conversation that we just had with Natasha in terms of, so when do you make the, the, decision, make the decision to pull, you know, to pull the plug, yeah. right? When So... You they're said new. They're, they're new to Texas, too. This is their first year up there. Ugh. And they also have a family from Red Deer that's just waiting to receive their furniture as well. So it's, <laughs> it's their first experience, but they have no idea what, what's going on. And how are they getting their information? The same as Natasha's family, just listening to the news and that kind that's of thing? That's basically it. He said TV, and, and uh, there was a call out for all kinds of boats and everything else. If anybody mm-hmm. had any flat-bottom boats to try and help people and stuff like that, yeah. Nick, did they talk about, you know, did you talk with them about, about getting out of Houston, about, about evacuating? No, there's, like I said, they're, they're, they don't know how they would do it right now. So, mm. No. If prior, prior, to the, prior to the storm? Yeah. No, they, did, they had no, like I said, they didn't realize, I don't think they realized the, the gravity of it. You yeah. Know? Exactly. And, and I can totally see that happening, and I didn't want to pursue it too heavily with Natasha for fear of sounding judgmental, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, I recall when um, the tornado hit Edmonton, and I was living in Calgary at the time, and my brother phoned me to say he was standing on his front lawn looking at it. <laughs> right? And I said, well, shouldn't you be in the basement or something? Not and, there. Yeah, but you sort of feel almost this arm's length from a disaster, even when it's happening around you, until it actually is on top of you, and that's when hindsight is twenty twenty, right? And then we don't realize when that tornado came through, we had no no idea because it was one of the first ones that came Right, exactly. So, so we were all kind of standing there stupidly. And yeah. Nick, you have uh, four grandkids down there in yes. Houston. How are they doing through all of this? School school was closed. Everything was closed on Thursday. And they were sent home from schools on Thursday because they started school about the 15th of August. Okay. So, yeah, and then there's, like I said, and then there's another young family that's just waiting. <laughs> we're on 
they're transferred over there and they were waiting for their furniture to arrive. So they're staying with my son and, and daughter-in-law. So, so they're down yeah. there for they're down there from for work. Yes, yes, yeah. transferred from work from from Red Deer. Okay. And See, even that, you know, and even that, just the human interest side of it is amazing. How do you to me. end up in Houston from Red Deer? Right, right? and then and then you know, do you yeah. phone your employer and say, "Well, I won't be into work"? To, you know what I mean? Like, do you need to? There's they a disaster shut, going shut on. Down. They shut down. <clears throat> he works for an oil service company, large company, and they shut down everything. They're just keeping a skeleton crew, and they said they they've arranged food and water for them. And they're just running the basically sort of large campus area that they that they occupy, and they're just hunkered down, not trying to run operations as best they can for for other areas, other areas in other cities in North America. And and you know, Nick, when we were talking to Natasha, and we were talking about the the reality of it, you know, the it's so big, it's hard to mm-hmm. wrap your head around. But the the minute reality of it is. If there's a motel available, she said, for example, but mm-hmm. do I have enough money to pay for a motel, right? And and even now, because again, I'm at arm's length, I'm thinking, okay, so I don't need to go to work, but do I still get paid for work? I mean, will this, you know, will my bank still be there? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how how yeah, does next yeah, week work? Yeah. yeah, there are a lot of questions. Like I said, we'll be we'll be in touch with my son and different things. There's a lot of questions that'll be see what happens in the future. What's going to be left? Oh, for sure. You know, hmm. How soon before they have to be evacuated, say, by helicopter or something? We yeah. have no idea. You know? huh. uh, yeah, and, it by ear. Yeah. So far, at least he's got power, and and uh, he's able to text us, and his, his phones are charged. So, like I say, not as gravity situation as Natasha's, but it's still... So worrisome for us up here. Of course it is. Absolutely. Of course it is. Nick, thanks yeah. for uh, letting us know what's going on. Will you please stay in touch with us and uh, let us know what's what's happening is with anyone, you? Can I send you guys pictures? Absolutely. I'm going to put you on hold. Gina is going to um, get some phone numbers and give you some emails, okay? Okay, thank you. All right, Nick, thank you very much. Nick's son and four grandkids, what, 65 miles southwest of George Bush International Airport. I mean, that's the, we've flown. You know where that is. I do. I've been probably, there for uh, sure. A lot of folks have flown into that airport yeah. from here. Because you think of the, there is a lot of business between here and of Houston, course, Edmonton yeah. and Houston. So yeah. a lot of folks haven't been down there. Yeah, and imagine, uh, you know, of course, any relative, but your child, because you want to solve. It doesn't matter how old your child mm-hmm. is. You want to solve their problems. How do you solve this one, right? Yeah. So, wow. Well, and that's you know, someone texted in, and I had mentioned earlier, and the mayor had said, "How would we move?" eight, ten million people at that point. You remember going back to Katrina and watching the video from Katrina and trying to, the, the people evacuating from that and what a mess that was. So they said it would take a month to evacuate that exactly. many people. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, what Nat- Nat- Natasha said, and we both had the same reaction when she said that her mom had to leave the cats behind. Yeah. Like having to leave your animals behind. And I'm seeing more of that because, again, you go back to Katrina and think of how many animals were left behind in that situation, and um, I mean, we ended up the Edmonton Humane Society ended up down in in New Orleans, right. and we're, we're helping with the rescue and bringing some back. So yeah, well, yeah. When so Natasha many said that, you and I both uh, we just made uh, eye contact oh. at each other. Yeah, left your cat because, behind because that's hard. Can you imagine yeah. leaving your your pet behind? No, I cannot. No. But if they say there's no pets, there's no pets. Yeah. Then what? Oh, yeah. Wow. There was a book that was um, was written after. After Katrina? After Katrina, and it tells the story, and I have it at home. And it tells firsthand account of a uh, of a fellow who ended up having a boat, a flat bottom boat, was going from house to house helping people, and he ended up being put in jail because they thought he was looting. And again, he mm. was um, he was not white. 
and um, ended up that, that whole mess through that. But talking about hearing all the dogs barking from the houses. Oh, wow. Really? And, you know, would go and you know, throw something in a window and keep on going. But And then one day the dogs aren't barking anymore. And yeah. just incredibly powerful without saying it. Yeah. But you know what, it, what has happened. And like and I said, you know, and the, oh. uh, you kind of looked at me when I said it. I said uh, New Orleans has not recovered from Katrina. Certainly as the Natasha, quarter, No, the quarter's fine. The quarter looks fine. Um, but as you, you go outside of that. You travel around. You see the projects that individuals did, inc- including like Mike Holmes went Brad down. Pitt. And, yeah, there was lots of different. Oh, they showed us the whole yeah. uh, Brad Pitt neighborhood uh, that was rebuilt uh, at their expense, at Brad Pitt's expense expense but there's lots of evidence of Katrina still that you can that they can point to well you take that ride out to the swamp we did yeah and your driver probably said he did there used to be a shopping mall there that's right there used to be a house there there used to be this and it's gone gone. yeah but our driver actually pointed out where his house used to be and it's gone and it's the water had obviously rescinded but it was now sort of a lake so it's never going to be rebuilt again. And then you see the damaged structure still mm-hmm. still there because there was no money. Mm-mm. There's there's no money to go. They, they couldn't rebuild and there was no money to go in and destroy. Yeah. So it's just sitting there. Well, and there's no there. insurance money. Right. <laughs> and lots of conversation And now they that. have to be built up on, what, four foot. Right. The, uh, the code has changed yeah. now. They have to be on stilts. Yeah. <sighs> Anyway, um, hmm. you know, hearts and thoughts going out to the folks down there. I yeah. don't know what they're talking. That you know, donations to the Salvation Army and the American Red Cross—the best way to do it if you're if you're thinking about it. So, uh, two forty-five on the six thirty chat afternoon news makes you think, doesn't it? Um, you know, when we we're talking with Natasha, she was talking about how her family, because of where she grew up in in New Orleans, and now that her family's in Houston, you live in that area, having a plan, having. Um, uh, what did she call it? She said, uh, it was not the, she, she called it uh, the, the, the hurricane plan, the storm plan, mm-hmm. knowing that you had the AM radio, that you, you fill the bathtub full of water to have potable water, all of those things. She's saying all that. And I said, oh, I would never think of that. At this point in my what life. What if you lived there, though, right? Well, I guess so. But still, like, it's just... How many of us actually have, number one, let's say if there's a fire, just a fire at your house? Do you have an evacuation plan? It, you, you know, have we you, do. Have you talked about it with We the do, kids? but have we reviewed it recently? In ages? Right. I mean, every time we do a story like this or a story about, we talk to the fire chief or, mm-hmm. or you know, a, a arson investigator or we talk to, you know, the police. And, and you know, I know the local police have had a, uh, a plan out there for a while, uh, the 9 p.m. check, where mm-hmm. at 9 p.m. make sure everything's locked, right? And, and in that moment, it, it strikes you as a great idea and you go home and you talk to your family and then, you know, a week later, you don't talk mm-hmm. about it and months later, you've forgotten about it. I, I would imagine that people who live in that area um, do make those preparations because they know the risk they're in. And, and, and I'm just going to say this now, and then I, I, we don't have to talk about it. You know, politics don't matter Mm-mm. at all when something like this is happening. It really doesn't matter. Just we want to help these people, and we want to make sure that they're looked after and the loss of life is uh, minimal. Um, but I also want to say that maybe I shouldn't. I, I just want to say this. You've heard how they make sure they have an AM radio and they have batteries in it and that they're able to listen to media and that they're getting their instructions from the press and from media. And I just want to I'm just going to say it. This is why it's so dangerous to keep labeling the media as fake 
mm-hmm. news because in the event of a disaster, that's who millions turn to. And that's why it's important that the credibility remain intact. And when people comment on these things and say that it's dangerous to label media as fake news, this is an example of why that is. Because you have to be able to trust them. Because in the time of of crisis, that's who they're going to turn to. And that's how you get a message out to millions in seconds. Look at Fort McMurray. Exactly. Look at what happened with Fort McMurray. Yep. Um... The, our text line, our phone lines, people yes. wanting to know where I can put my horse. Has anyone seen this person? How can I get a car? Right. And I need to did, get to the doctor. Right. That's where it all came And from. where did we turn to? We, we turned to a local radio station mm-hmm. in Fort McMurray to get updates. We watched Twitter a Twitter yep. feed. We, you know, from a legitimate media source. So that is why it's important that the trust in media not be eroded by anyone. On both sides. On both sides. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. All right. It is uh, 2.50 on this Monday afternoon. Boy, oh boy. um, The weather. Just saying this right now. Speaking of the weather here. Was it 26 degrees? Today's supposed to be like 29 tomorrow. That's right. I I heard someone say possibly 33 on Wednesday. Really? This close to September? Yay, yay, yay. More patio time. (laughs) Less hoodie time. Oh, yeah. I threw a hoodie on last night to go to a party. It's really unusual for a Sunday night that I would go out, period. But somebody I know was switching jobs and I wasn't going to see them anymore, so they had a party. And I threw uh, an Edmonton Eskimo hoodie on that I bought at the game. (laughs) And uh, I didn't even get to my car before I was like, uh, It's too hot. Yeah, what the? Mm -hmm. But it's like almost September. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like a just a trained animal. I just <laughs> September's time for you look sweaters. Look at the calendar and put the hoodie on. <laughs> it wasn't even hot at the football game. Well, it was warm, but then it gets cool. I mean, gets, I mean, it wasn't even cold. I don't well, know why I said hot. Well, it gets cooler. Yeah. I mean, it's dark now by nine o'clock. Yeah, yeah. And it gets a little chilly at that point. We're all wearing t-shirts. Yeah. We did leave a little early, so yeah. we did, yeah. But we still. sat there. We had the fire table on. We yeah. were going to have a big fire. I said, no, we'll just put the fire table on, hang out there, shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Couple of bevies. Couple. I mean, anything that extends our summer, I'm in favor of. Yeah. You know, even if it's global warming. Anything that if gives it, us more than two more months. One more month right. of really nice weather would be yeah, awesome. Exactly. And then, then no, you know what, till beginning of December. Right. Or November. Don't even because say we it. Get Don't the, say the We word. want to get the skiers going. Well, I know. There's a lot of people who rely on that kind yeah. of weather. Absolutely. But, I mean, you know what? Like the rest of us, uh, enjoy two months of it, and uh, we'll call it even. Hey? Um, we told you st- about a story last week about a little library, a little free oh. library. I almost don't want to say anything about this. Well, I'm not sure you're told uh, you I'm so. totally right. Here's what I said. No, I still, the guy still stole it. Sorry. He took it. Yeah, sorry. He stole it and took it. So there's a little library, and apparently this is a thing, and I, like the guy who took it, did not know that it was a thing. So This is over in Pleasant View, so yeah, like 109. Right. So a little, you know, there. think of a little yeah. playhouse, and it says free library on it, and insider books, and, and the idea is that neighbors can come, you know, take a book, leave a book, enjoy the library, and it goes missing <laughs> a week after it's put out, and you said people suck, and then we went into yeah, people this. People do suck. They do, and we went into an hour of people sucking, um, and I I said at the time, I bet you the story's going to end up being the city removed it, a neighbor removed it. It was not malicious. Um, now, and you, I know you're still doubting, but I'm not. So I, here's what happened. The, the individual who took it heard about it through the media and realized 
in their story is they realized that it was not meant to be picked up and taken away, that it was actually a free library. So they didn't know what that was. So they contacted the family, said, I've got it. I took it. I'm the one. Um, It has been returned. Uh, The family who lost it has... They have confidence that it was a mistake. They've forgiven. Uh, He did take the roof off. Not sure why, but they put the roof back on. And the family who took it has actually delivered a cake to the family who lost it. Everybody's happy. Neighbors are all happy. But he's basically saying, I didn't know what it was. And if you think about... Uh, and Eileen Bell weighed in on this, too. You think about, like, I put a television out back of my house once. I put a barbecue out house, uh, back of my house once. And the sign on it said, one said free TV. The other said free barbecue. And they both disappeared. So if you think about on the curb in front of your house, a little playhouse that says free library, mm. I can see where somebody mm. go, yeah, I'll take that. Mm. I'll take it. Sure. I mean, if they didn't, because you know what? Don't be so skeptical. Part of me, part of me is like, no, he got busted. No, he got busted, and no. before he got in more trouble, he he showed back up and fessed up. I don't think so. I mm-hmm. think it's a it's a dad who was driving by and looked and went, oh, I could turn that into a playhouse, or I could do a lot with that. It says free, so I took it. Because, again, I had never heard of a free library. And apparently they're all over town. Mm-hmm. I had never heard of it. And if I were driving by and I had small children and I saw a little what looked to be a playhouse full of books that said free library, I, I, I probably I mean, would think I it's would free prob- to whoever wants yeah, to take it. Yeah, I would it. probably go knock on the door. Double check. I don't know that I would. Yeah. I mean, if you were, it, it was front of the house, not back of the house. If, but if it's you in were the back driving, of the house, maybe something different. But front yeah. of the house, absolutely. Mm. Anyway, but that's... Yeah. Nevertheless, you know. they got their library back. <laughs> they did, and check this out. Home Depot offered to build them a new one. Habitat yeah. for Humanity did. Because all not all people, people suck. No, well, not all people right. suck. No, as 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 we know, not all people suck. But I, I, I saw I saw the uh, article, and and the oh, I, I emailed you the me. link yeah. right away, and I think the subject line of my email was "Told you so." <laughs> And I mentioned, remember at the time we were talking about it, I said there was that basketball hoop that neighbors just took down one day because they thought, well, nobody uses it. They didn't, they had just moved into the neighborhood. It was near their property, right? So they took it down because they thought, well, nobody's using it, but everybody used it. They just hadn't been in the neighborhood long enough to know that. Talk to each other more. Sure. I mean, if you saw a TV in the back lane, I know this wasn't the back lane, but you saw a TV in my back lane said free TV, would you come knock on my door and say, hey, that TV that you say is free, is it free? Or would you go, hey, free TV, throw it in the back um, of the truck? I'm, yeah, I'm not sure what I'd be snitching out of someone's back back alley, but... It took a while to get rid of that TV, by mm-hmm. the way. It was one of those old ones that are, you know, like 20 feet thick. Like, it wasn't yeah, it a flat screen. Yeah, like 1,000 pounds. Yeah. The barbecue, on the other hand, disappeared within minutes. Still regret that because it turns out I could have fixed that barbecue, but I didn't have the knowledge. <laughs> I went out and bought a new barbecue that had the exact same problem a year later. And Some, then, sometimes you need a new barbecue. Sure, but the old barbecue, you know, yeah, barbecues are like. Oh, you get them broken you, in. You know, you yeah. get the sweet spot, the hot you know, spots, ex- all that. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know which burner will actually yeah. ignite with that automatic starter thing, and which one will doesn't. Never. Yeah. Well, it's been like two years since we got coached that big green egg, mm-hmm. and he's he's rocking that now. But it takes a while to to learn sometimes. It does, and especially you do something like you know, say steaks, and you know everybody in the family wants their steak done differently, and you know, hey, four steaks, I know exactly what spots to put them in. Everybody gets what they want. I'm a barbecue aficionado. Aficionado? Isn't that a word? Aficionado? (laughs) Aficionado? Well, I didn't say I was good at reading. I said, (laughs) I'm good at barbecuing. That's what I meant. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.